You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast to help you get unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. I'm Becca, entrepreneur and mother of two. And I'm Carol, your dating and relationship coach. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? Hello, Becca. How are you today? Doing great. How are you? I'm all right. Did you use any willpower to to get here today? Actually, I didn't. And I was very excited to say that because I think we've done this enough times now where it's starting to become habitual. And so I don't need to use as much willpower to get here. When we started, I think I was always dragging myself to the computer, kind of, you know, looking, not not dreading it by any means, because I love doing this, but just getting anxious about it or not being part of my routine. And then today, for the first time, I just felt like, okay, here, we're going to do this. Yeah. Isn't that funny, like, how you dread something, but then once you're actually doing it, it's like, oh, why did I dread yes. this? This was nothing. Well, this was anyone fun. who has ever gone to the gym or been on a run knows right. that feeling well. I mean, exactly. I don't, why do you, why does it seem like a punishment and then it's all good once you're there, you know, right. it's the craziest thing. <laughs> so true. Well, today we are talking about willpower. And so I looked up some definitions of willpower. I looked up the Google definition, which is... Um, willpower is the, is control exerted to do something or restrain impulses. And the Webster definition says that it's energetic determination. And the two things that I found that these definitions have in common is the fact that they talk about energy. Google uses the word exert and Webster just says energetic, plain and clear. So willpower has a lot to do with the energy it takes to get something started. Whether it's a new workout routine, a diet, or any other commitment you make to yourself, you need some willpower to get you going. So you need that boost of energy to say, okay, I'm getting up an hour earlier and working out today. So like the energy you have in a day, the willpower you have in a day wanes, it decreases during the day. So you don't just have like an infinite resource of willpower. So if you are... uh, Trying to get something done, it's probably better to get it done earlier in the day because if you notice, we we make a lot of our bad choices at night. That's where we do our drinking. That's where we do our like worst eating habits. So if you got up early to make a healthy breakfast instead of getting a sausage McMuffin from the drive-thru and you got something finished at work that you've been putting off and you get yourself to the gym... At the end of the day, you tried, you had plans to organize your closet or do something productive. You're way more likely to be like, fuck it. I'm just going to watch Game of Thrones, which is Mm -hmm. like my go to fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to watch, especially now that the Game of Thrones is about to come on. Girl, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And my boyfriend hasn't seen any of Game of Thrones. I've been like periodically making him watch it. So it's such a good like, fuck it. Let's watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That's a good <laughs> escape for sure. It is. So the best thing to do, um, so it's best to do things that take the most willpower at the beginning of the day, like I was saying. So if you're trying to get in the shape or, you know, get your run in or go to the gym, it's better to go to go in the morning. Even though mornings can be hard, it's better to, you know, get that boost of use that boost of energy that you have in the morning to get something done that you've been putting off than to wait till the end of the day. Also, getting really excited about what it is you're trying to accomplish helps. So instead of dreading what you're trying to do, Get excited about the results instead of dreading the process. Like if you want to go to the gym, get excited about how good you're going to feel afterwards and 
train your mind to think more on that than, oh, I have to wake up early, I have to get my clothes out, I have to drive all the way over there. Instead of thinking all about all those obstacles, think about how great it's going to feel once you're at the gym and how great it's going to feel about keeping a promise to yourself. So when you think about the results instead of the, you know, the things that you dread about doing it, it could help a lot. Yeah, well, I have this buddy that's been doing this silly thing. I, mean, I shouldn't say it's a silly thing because it's. I think it's working for her. And in some ways, I think it could work for some people. But instead of saying, I have to do something, she's saying, I get to do something. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like, oh, I have to go to the gym, I have to get up early. If you flip it on its head to say, I get to get up early today. Right. You know, I'm alive. I get to get out of bed. I get to stand on my two feet. I get to go to my fancy gym where I have a membership. I get to use my body. You know, I get to become strong, like maybe switching it like that, you know. Right. But it doesn't always work because when she says stuff like, you know, I get to go to the Apple store to return my this or that. I'm like, no, right. nobody get No, no one. <laughs> people have to go to the Apple store. You don't get to do that. That sucks. Yeah, exactly. But I guess you could say, well, I get to have an iPhone and that's like a computer right. in my pocket. So that's pretty cool. Right. I, I actually used to do something like that. I still try to do it, especially with laundry, because I hate laundry. And the bigger that your family gets the more laundry so much piles laundry. up. There's just so much laundry and Always. I and I hate it. So instead of like instead of thinking, oh, I have to do laundry, I have to fold clothes, I try to think, I want clean clothes. I want clean towels. Mm-hmm. I want my son to actually take showers and not right. use the excuse <laughs> that he can't find a towel. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that one. Yeah, really. But another thing you said made me think about this other thing that I've noticed. So sometimes I try to do something where I take out sugar out of my diet for a certain amount of time. Like I just realize that I'm, I get to a point where I'm relying on it a little too much and then Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, do a little bit of a detox and just take it out for a while. And so I have noticed this exact same thing though, that it's very easy in the morning. Like no problem. I can take the sugar out of my coffee. I can have eggs and toast for breakfast, you know, I can, that's all that's easy. But during the day, especially if I'm running errands, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but every place you go is trying to sell you sugar. Every Mm. single place. You go to Home Depot and you're checking out. Oh, yeah. There's sodas, there's candy bars, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, you go anywhere you go, the drugstore. That's um, true. you, You pretty much can't go anywhere to buy anything without being offered sugar. And it's tough. And I have noticed that, that Early in the day, I can pass those things up. But by the end of the day, when my cravings are like the most and I'm also my willpower is the least, everything becomes so much more attractive. And it's kind of cruel that they do that to you. Yeah. I mean, I know they're trying to sell you something, but geez. That's funny because I'm not really like a, I'm not a candy person, so I don't really go for that. But I noticed that with my son. Like if we're like somewhere during the beginning of the day and he's asking for some bullshit, I'm like, no, he's fine. But at the end of the day and we're like at somewhere and he's like, can Mm -hmm. I get this? Because those lines are just set up for people with kids to just be like, they're like beg zones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, and you don't have the willpower to shut him down. Like there's literally, there's literally like Archie comics that he likes now and just anything Mm -hmm. like little Lego toys. And like he gets so upset, but just especially with like candy, he gets so upset if he can't have one of them. Like mm-hmm. he like has like a whole conniption. Well, not right. a conniption anymore. More of an attitude now. <laughs> just a little side side eye. Just arms crossed and huffing and puffing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're like, OK, maybe next time, bud. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I have a couple of tips for this, too. So 
I'm just going to break it down to three simple things. So one, I think we make mistakes a lot by trying to do too many things at once. It's like you get fed up with yourself and your life and you're like, I'm done with this today. I'm going to go on a diet, start hitting the gym every day. I'm going to get a whole new wardrobe. I'm going to dump my boyfriend and I'm going to find a new job. And that's just way too much stuff to achieve at one time. So I I like the idea of getting fired up and excited about doing something new or making a big change in your life. But I do think you should distill it down to one thing at a time. So I would, you know, start thinking about, give yourself some time and, and really pay attention to what you keep returning to. So what's going to be the thing if maybe there's lots of things wrong and you want to start somewhere and you don't know where to start? Well, just start thinking about what's the one thing that keeps returning over and over and over again? Is it that you hate your apartment and your roommate? Okay, well, maybe that's where you start to do, you know, use your willpower to start doing an online search for new apartments, to start thinking about new roommates, you know, just pushing yourself to get out of that situation. And then you can move on to your diet and then maybe your clothes, you know, I mean, it's just kind of like, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Then once you've chosen where to begin with one thing, and especially, you know, you might want to choose something that's a little easier to start with so you can build up some confidence. Mm -hmm. But just like we always say, doing little things one step at a time to build right. your confidence, to to make that willpower more regular, and then, you know, getting it to the point where it's more habitual. Um, so just small wins, actionable steps, actually doing things, um, being accountable to yourself. Those are the keys to maintaining willpower. Every time you get a win, your willpower is a little bit stronger. Yeah. If you're thinking about it like a rubber band, you know, you don't want to stretch it too far so that it breaks, but you know, you want to kind of exercise it as you go. So you're just right making it, you know, it'll get more elastic the more you stretch it. Right. So just do it a little bit at a time. And then the last thing I think is, you know, instead of trying to force ourselves to do something for seven days, 10 days, 30 days that we absolutely hate and having the mindset of, oh, in five days, I'll get to go back to the way it was. Or, you know, like as soon as I can, I'm going to stop doing this and go back to doing my other thing. That's not really that productive. I would recommend thinking about a change you want to make permanently. So think about actually who you want to be on the other side. And use your willpower to get to actually being somebody different, not just doing something different for a right. contained amount of time. Yeah, that makes sense. Because when you think about who you want to be in the future, it's really it's a little easier to uh, stick with something because you're imagining a future you that is a better you instead of just being like, all right, I'm going to do this 30-day diet so I can go on vacation. And then at the end of the vacation, you start eating again and you feel shitty again and Right. And also on that 30 days, you're probably going to shorten it to well, 20 days. Right. Exactly. Fuck it, 10 I'm just going to, you know. Just one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one day was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what do you think about, I kept coming, as I did a little research on this, I kept coming across the suggestion to do vision boards. This isn't something that I've ever done, but I wondered if you had tried that or what you think. So I've done a vision board before and it was cool to kind of, um, I mean, I'm kind of like an arts and crafts person anyway, so it was fun for me to do just period, just picking out pictures that go together and making it look pretty. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it, which absolutely has nothing to do with like what you're supposed to get out of it. But I think that what I got out of it the most is being able to like envision what you want your life to be, which I don't think you really need to do with a vision board. You could write it down like what you 
what you want your life to be in the future or how, how you want to be in the future just mm-hmm. to give yourself an idea of what you want your goals to be. And like it just it gives you clarity of what so, you're working toward. Yeah, exactly. So I think why that, you're exercising willpower. Right, right. So I think that vision boards help you gain clarity. And for me, you know, I hung it up and I guess when you see it every day, you're not really focused on it. It becomes just another thing that you see every day. At least for me, it did. It just became something else that I saw every day and it didn't really um it didn't really help me in a way that I like was like, "Oh, I see that on my vision board. I'm going to go get it." You know. Yeah. I agree with that. Sometimes I've I've done things like make the background of my phone or my um computer something that I'm trying to work towards. So like one time after I had my second baby, I kind of just like struggled to get back in shape. I'm still struggling to get back in shape and it's just whatever it is what it is. But I'll put like a picture of myself from when I was in shape mm-hmm. on my the back yeah. the background of my phone so that every time I open my phone I see it and I'm like, "Ooh, and I've also done mean things to myself like put a like a picture of myself when I look bad yeah. <laughs> as like motivation. <laughs> but either way, I think that the it doesn't work for me because eventually I get desensitized to the image, exactly. like you're saying. It gets motivating at first, but then I just get used to seeing it and then it's just another part of the day. So right. but, I mean, about- but that could work, could work for somebody. Or maybe changing the image, maybe like making it a little more fresh. Yeah, or like, you know, you have to figure out what inspires you or what works for you to what gets you more emotionally connected to whatever the goal is that you want because I've Mm -hmm. written down like what I want my life to be like I wrote down what I wanted my life to be probably like two years ago and like I would read it almost every day and that made me feel more motivated and things have come true out of those things like I the first line was like I'm living in a house with Paul or like I wake up in my king bed with Paul, blah, 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 blah. And now we have a mm-hmm. king bed. I wake up with Paul. All right. We live in a nice house. You know, like things like that have like the first few lines have come true so far. Hmm. These, so maybe that's this, like a affirmation. Yeah. It's almost like an affirmation. So like I think that that made me more emotionally connected. So whatever can get you emotional and like emotionally connected to something, I think that'll work more than, you know, I don't know. If you're not really connected to it. Just something on the surface. Right. Well, we did a little homework related to this topic. Um, so what did we do? So we thought of a time when we were when we successfully employed willpower and a time where we failed right. to employ willpower. And we were just going to share both of those times and then try to identify what the difference was between the two. So I'll go first. Um, one thing I did successfully is I quit smoking. I was a smoker for years. Um my first cigarette was one of your dad's Newports. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a fact um, at your house. So thanks a lot for backyard. that. My lungs. Thank you. Um, Newports. Newports too. Jesus yeah. Christ. Ugh. So anyway, but I went from there and I really smoked like a pack a day all through college at least. I mean, I smoked a ton from 16 to 25. I was a really like very heavy smoker. Service industry, whole deal. Yeah. Um, and I just you know, kind of viewed myself as like a bourbon drinking cigarette smoking woman you know yeah like somehow at that time of my life that was what I wanted to be and you know looking back on it and I think lots of people are figuring themselves out in their late teens in 20s obviously but I don't know I just think I was I was hiding yeah I'm not sure why but that's that's where I hid in I'm still dusty ass bars that's what we and we also first that was what we first drank well it was more is it it? 
We we th- drink Jack Daniels, which is more whiskey than bourbon. But what still. at Addie's house? No, at your house. At Jack, we used to drink those shots of Jack Daniels and chase it with cheese. Do you remember that? Oh my God, no. <laughs> you don't remember that? We would no. do shots of Jack Daniels. And we remember you had, and when you lived in Jersey, you had that attic. Yeah, your, your I remember that. Room. But that was that wasn't the first time we drank. It was like no, that was like yeah, senior the first year. Time we drink that was gin. That was gin at a, what you call its house on New Year's. Yeah, um, that's what I was. I remember. That's what I remember. Mess. And it but wasn't just gin. We really took liked. like a little bit out of every bottle so that it wasn't noticeable that we drank. <laughs> remember? <laughs> I just remember it being a shit show. That's what I, I remember. I threw up. And I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. Yeah. I still really like bourbon. Me too. I, I still like bourbon as well. But I just, you know, you don't have to be like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. neither Stick here nor there. cigarettes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I quit and there, I broke down the reasons I think that was successful. Um, so one is my, my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, who I very much wanted to move forward in a relationship with, absolutely abhors smoking and never smoked a day in his life and was jef- definitely not going to take me seriously if I kept smoking. So I was highly motivated to change um, right. because of that. So I had like a accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Um, two is I had already tried to quit smoking a million times and failed. So there was a lot of that like start stop that happens. But I think yeah. every time I started and stopped, I got a little closer. And then three is I just this time, you know, I really wanted it. I wanted it clearly. I saw myself as a non-smoker. And so it was it wasn't easy, you know, but I got there. Um And a time that I failed is I have been trying for five years probably to stop eating four-legged animals. So I don't really want to eat. Cheats, dogs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Beef, pork, dogs, cats, no, um, goats, you know, you get it. Yeah. And so I've just been trying to move away from red meat altogether and especially pork. I just think, I don't know, I have some particular feelings about that. And I try, I do well for a while, I use willpower. It's not even like I have to exercise that much willpower because I don't really want it. Um, But then inevitably, you know, I end up eating some bacon or something, order a beef brisket at a restaurant or whatever, and I I modify the rules so that I can get it. And it's just kind of silly. And I think the reasons I failed is... Um, one, I think I, I'm not following my own advice and I'm always trying to do too many things at once. I'm always like over trying to correct my life. And so just this thing like ends up falling down at the bottom. If it was the only thing I focused on, I could probably do it. The convenience, there's just always these things available right at my fingertips. So it's, it's very easy to, to mess up. Um, it's tasty. Especially if you <laughs> so like going to that. restaurants because... Right, exactly. You want to try something. I'm a foodie. Exactly. When you're a foodie and you go to restaurants and your only options are fish, seafood, or chicken, sometimes those options are really, really limited. Like the whole... Right. There's and it, like, yeah, it's, it's probably like, one like 10% thing. of the menu. Right. And nobody wants That's to true. go to a restaurant and order, like a nice restaurant and order the chicken. So. Yeah, and I don't really cook meat at home hardly ever because I don't I don't like to. It kind of grosses me out. So when I'm at a restaurant, that feels like a good time to get a steak or you know to yeah. have someone like cook me something expertly. So there's that. And then I you know again I don't think I have an emotional connection enough to stop doing it. Right. You know I don't think I've really really made it a priority in my life. It's something I want to do and I do care about it, but I must not care about it enough to do it because I haven't done it. Yeah, exactly. That's what it mostly boils down to in the end. Like if you haven't done it, it just pretty much means it's just not important important enough to you. So right mine, now. it's funny that yours is the not is not being able to stop eating meat. My success is stop is that I have stopped eating meat 
And Wait, but, you trying to throw that in my face now? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't I can't give the credit. Now I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give the credit to myself. Like you said, um, a meal was a big part of you stopping smoking. Paul has been a really big part of me not eating meat, and it's because he doesn't eat meat. And actually, the first attempt when I stopped eating meat was my sister had stopped, and she was telling me how good she felt, and, you know, because she turned into a pescatarian, and, you know, she just had all this energy. And I was like, oh, I'll try it. And I tried it for like six months, but I didn't stick with it, and my sister didn't stick with it either. But when I moved in with Paul, who doesn't eat meat at all, um, it was a lot easier because now we're cooking the same dinners and yada, yada, Mm -hmm. yada. And even though my son, my son's completely allergic to seafood and all Paul eats is seafood. So I do have that option. If I wanted to eat my son's dinners, I could, but I just know that it's, you know, it's better for my health. I have Crohn's disease and it really has helped. Like I, I haven't been eating, I've been a pescatarian all year for a year now and I haven't been on Crohn's medicine for that whole year. And I, wow. Before that, I couldn't be off of my medicine for two weeks without being in the hospital. So that is a huge motivator is that I know Definitely. that if I, if I ate meat, then I'd have to be on medicine. And like every medicine has all these horrible side effects. Like the medicine I take for Crohn's causes lymphoma. <laughs> Whoa. So it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, it makes you it. It's a, you know, a great thing to not have to take medicine and medicine's expensive as fuck. That's true. Like, the medicine I used to take was $3,000 a month. And if, Whoa. I mean, I obviously was covered by insurance, but, I mean, insurance is expensive as hell, too, when you have Crohn's. And anyway. Exactly. So, um, so I think that the reason I've succeeded with that is because, you know, I live with Paul and it's made it easy. And I have the huge motivating factor of not wanting to get sick. Um, But I think even before that, when I was doing it with my sister, it was because I was doing it with someone and Mm -hmm. I could see the results in their life. And I think that when you're trying to make a change, it really does help to get with someone else who's trying to make that same change or has already made that lifestyle change. Because when you hang out with them more or see the results in their life, it kind of inspires you or makes you want to change even more. It makes you more connected to it. So I think that's, you know good advice to maybe try to find other people who want to work out or want to eat a certain way or you know like if you went out with pescatarians all the time out to dinner and they were always ordering fish and mussels yeah and stuff you go like to a that, seafood restaurant it'd be a lot yeah exactly it'd be a lot easier for you to be like well i'm not gonna have a steak sure so okay and what about a time where what about a time where you failed um for me i've been failing with exercising a lot ever since I've been pregnant I have not exercised I used to do yoga um at least three times a week I'd go to the I'm not really not that big of a gym person but I'd go to the gym at least like twice a week mm-hmm. and since I was pregnant it was just so easy to be like oh I don't feel good oh well, I'm tired and when you're pregnant it's like you should really continue yeah you really to need to out. go yeah like it's really important to work out when you're pregnant and like keep that going um, but it was just so much easier for me to make an excuse and just be like, oh, I don't feel good. And yeah. even if that wasn't 100% true, it would just be like, <laughs> that's what I would just say. That's just because picking low hanging fruit right there. Yeah. And once like, you're out of the habit of doing something, yeah, it's so easy to fall back into just not doing it. And it just feels more right to not do it than it is to do it. But the other day, actually yesterday, I was sitting around and this commercial kept going, coming on YouTube, like, 
you have if you have bad habits get this app and i kept on in my head i was like fuck this app <laughs> this app's not going to change my <laughs> habits but they kept on being like oh you know you want to exercise and you're not get this app and i was like you know what i'm gonna exercise fuck you app i don't need right, you. i don't need an app <laughs> do this myself <laughs> and so i you went? did go to the gym no that's great so well now now we have had this conversation so you're really accountable for for yeah. going uh, okay well great so what do you want to do how are you going to do it yeah figure out what it is that's that like becca said what will make the biggest impact in your life and what you really feel emotionally connected to doing because i think that getting emotionally connected to it or getting with other people who are living a certain way or you know getting inspired in a certain way makes you it helps you get that boost of energy that it takes to Definitely. do something for um, sure. Because if you're not if you're not connected emotionally, then it's really easy to just be like, eh, like you don't feel it. You have to like yeah. feel it. Got to really want it. Yeah, because that's what you say. Like, I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to make yourself feel like it. You have to make yourself feel like it. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Is once you start doing it, you know, over and over and over again, then you do feel like it. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, why am I like you get your body is not that smart. You're smarter than your body. Yeah. So you can trick yourself into doing stuff like you go for a run at six o'clock in the morning for 30 days in a row. I promise you on day 31, you're going to wake up and go oh, time for my run. Like you're yeah. just not even going to think about it, exactly. you know, so you have to you have to just figure out what you want, get emotionally connected to it and then try to push it toward becoming habitual. That's the answer. Yep. Um, okay, so next week we got a, uh, a Q&A that's related to this. So someone wrote in asking about what the difference is between discipline and willpower. So Max, thanks for that question. And we're going to tackle that next week. And then the week after that, we'll be back with a full length episode on healthy lifestyle. So we're kind of still in this eating well, working out, feeling good, your body, you know, we're just going to stay on this topic for a little bit longer because I think when you're feeling good and you're getting sleep and you have high energy, it's just so much easier to think about some of the harder stuff we've talked about. Right. One more thing I do want to mention, um, just as an update, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on Overcast. So if you don't like iTunes, that's cool. You can find us all those other places. And if you want to write to us and ask us a question, you can go to kickinthepanties.com or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash K-I-T-P podcast, and you can write a question there or just talk to us. We would love to engage with y'all. So if you have something to say to us, we'd love to hear it. So this has been Carolyn and Becca saying, what are you going to do this week? Get that willpower up, girl. Get it, girl. Kicking the panties.